Sorry, dude. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is David Riley, karate master of the interspace. With me today, Joe White, kung fu master of the 12 denizens of hell. I don't even know what that means. You shouldn't, because that's what the internet's all about. <laughs> or at least my understanding of it. Somebody somebody look up denizens and post a definition. <laughs> Today is your podcast for July 1st, being recorded on June 30th. This is going to be real fun to get out. Oh, yes. Normally when I edit stuff, I take like my time and try and make sure I cut out it is me literally... saying like. <laughs> so you don't know this, but I really append like to pretty much every <laughs> sentence. Like I really wanted to say it right then. I was going to say like every sentence. This, is, this will be good practice for you to try to break that habit. Yeah. So, you so can speak clearly. really, I cut it down so it only sounds like I do it about 50% of the time. And normally it takes me about four days to do the uh, notes, compressing it into the span of now, what, 12 hours? It's going to be quite a feat. It's going to be a fun night. Yes. And then maybe Scabs will put out a page tonight. I really hope so. So It's like ultimate productivity. And then it's all going to go away. And Our coil's reaching the green line. Mr. Daryl Surratt, king of the Intertron. Sends us a post via our blog, and he's like one of the only persons that has ever commented on it. I was thinking, I was like, damn, how how can we be so lame that like we have to read the comments on the blog? Nobody reads the comments on the blog. They all have emails to read, and here we are being all lame. That's not comments. lame. They comment on the blog. Other people probably just don't think that's a viable option. Because they have so many emails, they're swimming in them. They sleep in beds made of emails. I was going to comment on your blog, but due to the thousands of comments that already existed there, I decided to send you an email instead. God, you think you're so cool, Mr. Daryl Surratt. So I, so I figured we'd read his comment, and then other people would be like, Hey, Daryl Surratt, isn't he the king of the Intertron? Well, if he does it, then, then maybe I should too. I think it's a sound theory. So, let us continue. Daryl Surratt says, While I completely agree with not trusting video game reviewers, and I greatly appreciate the veiled cracks towards the Anime World Order podcast, specifically Gerald segments, I'm going to have to disagree on the idea that if the beginning of a game is that a guy wakes up with amnesia, then toss a game in the cr- trash. Two things. First off, I wasn't hating on Anime World Order, yo. I was saying, I listened to this one, and now that this is the serious podcast about anime that I listen to on the internet, I don't need to listen to any other ones. Yeah. Because the other ones are all crap. And that's the it's, only good one on the internet. I think that really also Anime World Order benefits from the fact that their podcast is longer, so they can do sort of a segment setup where they can yeah. have serious and then funny. So we can't do that because we're only really willing to concentrate on this for about a half an hour. 45 minutes when we hit our peak. Yeah, and then, uh, then I have to start like running around the room doing twirls. <laughs> I love you guys' podcasts, every single part of it. I especially love when you tell me that Pat Labor movies are coming out on DVD and that I should buy them. Like, I bought Pat Labor 1 very recently. And had there been no Anime World Order, perhaps I would not have known it was coming out on DVD again. And that would have been sad. Because yeah. that manga, manga DVD is not... Very good. Well, yeah, all, it's, it's basically the quality of all old manga, manga, DVDs. Yeah. I guess that's how we pronounce that now, manga, Crappy. manga. It's like, God, all those things, like Angel Cop and... It's like, they really license some terrible, weird stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at what just fell off ADV's table. Grab it! 
Yeah, right, like ADV's king of the crop now. They're like, oh, there, here's another show where the guy's sister moves in with him after being separated for 12 years and cooks him dinner. And then, bah, 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 it's like, hey, have some anime. Would you like some Earth Final Conflict with your anime? Absolutely, huh? because that was the greatest sci-fi show to ever be aired on network television. I just, I always think that's funny when I go to places uh, like, oh, anime on DVD, and they have sales, and Earth Final Conflict is always in there, or some other, like, live action show. Anime on DVD doesn't sell stuff. They just write really boring reviews. Really? Like, the plot of this fighting show doesn't really grab me. I don't understand Ken Shiro's motivation. It's like, what? His motivation is a totally cold-cocked Geometry Man. <laughs> and I said Geometry Man. He totally, like... Trying. Gave us a shot. Behold. Technical shout out in his blog because he was like, you have to know the names of these characters because <laughs> his co-hosts were like, ah, I like how Daryl thinks everybody knows all the names of every Fist of the North Star technique. And he was like, you damn well better. <laughs> this is like rewind up. And then they probably listen to the one where I start screaming that <laughs> Fist of the North Star and the Southern Cross will never meet or should never meet. Whatever. Daryl continues to say, if I had thrown any game where you wake up with amnesia in the trash, I would have had to forego Planescape Torment, which I've decided to replay rather than play any of the old 300 games I've yet to complete or start. Still, I guess that probably counts as a Baldur's Gate game since it uses the Infinity Engine, and to make things tougher, it's the only one that doesn't have co-op in it. I'm guessing that wouldn't be your thing. Ouch. Uh, Wait, speaking of co-op, did you see that post I made of Assassin in the Assassin's Creed yeah, form? Yeah, totally hot. Well, it's Ubisoft, and they made Splinter Cell, and Splinter Cell 3 had co-op, so I figured that's just where they were going with it, and okay. that will find no complaint from me, <laughs> because that Assassin's Creed game looks like the hot Gosh! dumplings. I cannot wait to kill some city guards! I wouldn't throw Planescape Torment in the trash, because it starts you with amnesia. I've heard from reliable sources that it's a good game. However, I would throw it in the trash, because... It's kind of complex, and my brain, like, really isn't at that point anymore. Like, when I was 15 or 16, I could play games like Fallout and, like, learn new systems. <laughs> but now I really just play Symphony of the Night and Zone Enders 2, and that's it. And I just play them in sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, I never played Planescape because it's a computer game. And in order to play computer games, you have to have a computer... That doesn't actually have like an arm attachment that punches you in the groin when you try to turn it on. <laughs> My computer also sucks. Also, a good video card, but you know. Well, Planescape is that's a pretty old game. Yeah. I mean, by today's standards, that's a, a well, moderate. You could probably run it, baby. <laughs> well, it has to turn on first. <laughs> Fair enough. And then he says, "Screw you guys for talking about how painful it was to watch Deadlies and Desert Punk. I have to go watch freaking MD Guys and MD Guys Two now." Okay. Dude, whatever. I've sat through and edited MD Geist on... Sci-Fi Channel? Yeah, the Sci-Fi Channel like six times. And I've, I've only watched MD Geist 2 once. You know, when I was a kid, like first getting into anime, I used to think MD Geist was the business. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Back when all my anime experience was with the, um, like a video store around the corner that had like MD Geist, Mystery of Mama, like one of the Devil Man. movies. Like, I think they had the first two episodes of Angel Cobb. They did, yeah. Was that it? That was a video library. Yeah. Akira, that was about the only good thing in there. Wicked City. They got Ghost in the Shell when it came out. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really have a, a wide breadth of anime to deal with. 
And I was like, oh, and he got, holy crap, look at that armor. It's like he's a football player, but he's like <laughs> killing bandits too. It's like Mad Max the problem, NFL 2K6. The problem with like, the problem with empty guys is it is sort of like Mad Max, but then the end they kind of like crush Terminator in. And it all happens in 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you really just get confused. Yeah, I like the giant robot he fights at the end. It's like, it's like hey, I'm, I'm giant. Yeah. But then he like blows up the giant robot and there's like another one inside. It's just, that was totally... Fooled you. This is the double giant robot attack. Well, it starts out and you're like, alright, I really like Fits of the North Star. And this is kind of like Fits of the North Star. And you're like, wait, now he's banging that chick. Or wait, he's not. Now he's fighting robots. Now everybody's dead. He's activated the ultimate weapon. Thanks, jerk. Yeah, I love that. He's so, like, well, you guys kind of hurt my feelings back there. But then he comes back in the second one and starts killing the things he activated. Well, that's why, he, I think that was the point. He activated them because he's so he a psychopath. Him. He's totally a sociopath and he wants to take Maybe out this show is deeper than the entire anime community could ever understand. No, it really isn't. Yeah, probably not. That was just a lame plot device to open up room for a sequel. Or to make him like an anti-hero at the very end. Even though he already was. Whatever. By strict definition. Daryl Sarai, I totally empathize with you in your uh, your situation. That's that's, about that's 90 minutes of MD, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually 89 minutes more than any human can really withstand. I wouldn't force my greatest enemy to watch 9 minutes of MD, guys. <laughs> Not even the nine minutes where he's totally punking guards with spears. Isn't that one that why they're shutting down Gitmo? They're like, what is it? What is this? We found MD Geist on the premises. This violates the Geneva Convention. Look at this Article Three of the Geneva Convention. No MD. No, no enemy combatant may be exposed to MD Geist in more than minute intervals. They've got the uh, owners of CPM coming out in shackles. <laughs> No, really, we did. We just licensed it. Yeah, right, Mister Company Spokesmecca. <laughs> Every time I heard that at an anime convention, I would be like, "I don't get it." Wait, what is it? MD guys, is there like Company Sports Spokesmecca? Oh like, yeah, you know when you yeah, watch when a DVD. It, yeah, when it comes up. And then I was like, "Why would you?" It's not even really mecha. I guess it's a bionic suit technically, but it's just a dude in a suit. I like how the suit has like little gears on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like articulated so he can have super strength. It like winds up. Like, <laughs> yeah, and all the gears are totally exposed. And you're fighting people with guns. Yeah. So if like the gear so gets shot. Like, shoot you in the gear. Like sure the suit makes you super powerful if like unless someone shoots the gear. In which case you're just basically have a leg that weighs 50 pounds more than it should. Yeah. <laughs> it's just walking in a circle like a three-legged dog. Hey, where am I going? So fight some robots. I will give Daryl Surratt and crew on Anime World Order their propers because I listened to their show the other day and they started talking about this show called Air Master. I was aware of Air Master because that came out back in the day when Jerry used to download every anime on the <laughs> internet and then not watch any of it. It's like his box of pirated uh, PlayStation and Dreamcast games. Yeah. Kid definitely has like over 300 just... <laughs> Fan sub CDs. And I'm like, how many of these have you seen? Oh, I don't know, like seven episodes. <laughs> Maybe. Total. <laughs> I can't really, But, <clears throat> so while I heard the term Air Master, mostly through Jerry's like, you gotta download the, the the ending theme song, it's awesome. Which it was. It was pretty good. I, all I could think of was like, you know that one move Krillin had in Dragon Ball Z where he'd like put the disc over his head? Like, Destructo disc. Yeah. 
I, all I could think of was some guy doing that. I'm like, it's like he's mastering the air. <laughs> now he's going to throw it at some people. Turns out that could not be less about what the show is. <laughs> Except said, that stuff gets thrown at people. Airmaster made me think of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Well, that's a little contemporary, Joel. This, this show came out of quite a few years ago. Okay. All right. But uh, it's actually really good. And you, you, you got to take this with a grain of salt because I'm pretty enamored of any show that contains uh, short-haired chicks beating the crap out of people. <laughs> And if they're redheaded, that's just like gravy. And if they're really tall, which she is, like, that's all right. Oh, jeez. But, uh, so far, pretty good. But the problem is, could be so much better. I'm about halfway through it. And the main problem is, all the fight scenes, 90% slow motion. Really? Yeah. They do the Matrix thing where they Basically, slow everything down? Yeah. Every move has to be accompanied by three or four seconds of slow motion. And that just kills me. If you're making... A fight scene, and the fight scene is your paragraph. Like the the slow motion should be the semicolon, yeah, like not the noun. <laughs> it's there as like a brief pause, and then you go on to the next thing. It's really just to get you juiced up because you're losing track of the action, and you need to refocus. So you throw in a slow mo, like in the middle, of like a one two combination. Yeah. And then you speed it up right at the right moment to get you pumped for everything else that's going to happen fast again. And what kills me is, in concept, these are really great ideas for fight scenes. The whole thing is she's this ex-gymnast that, I guess, I don't know if she can't participate in being a gymnast anymore because she's too tall, like, she's too big, or whatever. Period. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but now, to get the thrill of gymnastics back, she participates in unsanctioned street fights. And I was like, nice. Yes! Nothing is as high pressure as gymnastics as <laughs> yeah. a bare knuckle brawl in an alley. I've heard countless uh, ex gymnasts in the Olympics say that. It's like, you know, you got your uh, Nadia Comaneches, you know. Nadia was a great gymnast, but she never really hit her prime until she fought that bear behind <laughs> the, uh, the Superdome. <laughs> so they have this, like, totally athletic girl. And Joe knows I am quite the fan. Of the small but fast types. Any King of Fighters character, that's a chick, pretty much. And then I die all the time. That's just because it's the only like, character they make. There is no like super big, like strong chick. Except in uh, Street Fighter Alpha, they have that one wrestler chick. But her character design is so terrible, no one ever plays as her. But yeah, so... You know, in the, in the video games, I usually choose the thief or the rogue, because I like when things go fast. And they just slam all these... Incredible fight moves that should be in every show. Like <laughs> like when you like use the guy's legs as a stair and then you walk up the legs and then yes! kick him in the face and stuff like that. And then totally ruins it because it's all in slow motion. Right. Like I need to see in the span of two seconds her run up some guy's knee, do like a spin kick into his face and then flip in midair, like bicycle kick him in the jaw and then fall down. Maybe after the bicycle kick in slow motion, but whatever. That's where the slow motion comes in. Not every move. You know what would be like really great in a fight scene? You know that scene from uh, Snatch when they uppercut the guy and it goes to that like really clippy slow-mo? Yeah. I think it'd be really cool if you did that like where you did like the run. Like someone was running at someone and then it did like the thing. And they like jump up and like drop kick somebody with both legs. But in the same film style as when he's going backwards in, uh, in Snatch. Snatch. God, man, I would jump out of my seat. <laughs> Punch whatever, whoever I was with. Yeah. So, especially Dave. Airmaster. Especially Dave. (laughs) (laughs) 
Awkward. Air Master definitely has piqued my interest, but I hate this idea that I'm not getting what I want to be getting out of the show. Also, I hate. This, do you just burn the disc? I could. All right. I'm uh, take it I also time. hate the weird. They just combine all the bad stuff into one chick, so maybe that's good because then uh, they get yeah. it out of the way. But she's huge-breasted and also possibly a lesbian. And she's so shy, she could never admit it. And every time that's just... When they're doing the jokey crap, I'm like, God! Go beat up a luchador now! <laughs> she just, like, sees one. It's like eating a gelato. Yeah! It's like, no! That's basically how it starts. Ring. In the street fights of this show, it... They just, like, show up on each other on the street. They're like, oh, I heard you're the air master. Yeah, well, you heard right. Well, let's fight right now in this alley and jump off the walls and crap. And I'm like, I if can't think of a better way to start this. I wish my life was like that. You know, I, like, walk back into work. My shirt's untucked on one side. I've got, like, a bloody lip. I'm half an hour late. I was like, what happened? Some guy challenged me to a street fight, you know. She's like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. I had to beat the crap out of some girl with my cane. God, I just want to be walking down the street and for, like, no reason just have to break out into, like, a run. <laughs> like, Starsky and Hutch over car hood and in the same motion kick some guy in the stomach. <laughs> He's like a jewel thief, like, running out from around a corner. Dave Riley saves Dave by Starsky and Hutch kicking thief into the front of a bus. Oh, it's the most unstoppable maneuver known to man. They'd never see it coming. The Starsky and Hutch into a kick. They'd be like, he's Starsky and Hutch. He can't kick from that. And then you do it. And they're like, whoa, my mind is blown. With both feet, no less. <laughs> or at least my mind would be blown if my sternum weren't broken open. I feel like I have not wasted my time in downloading Air Master. Though I only had to download half of it. Stupid Jerry. Jerry, the guy who downloads everything, only deigns to download half of Air Master. <laughs> so I watched it. I watched 12 episodes yesterday, and I was like, oh, great, I'm in the middle of a story I used to do, arc. I did that yeah! all the time. <laughs> well, as some might know, I kind of have a self-imposed ban against fan subs. If it ain't iShield 21, I ain't watching. So the only way I can convince myself to watch fan subs is watch them all at the same time, <laughs> even if they're not that good. Like, I'm just like, okay, got to power through. No, it's, totally, that's the, it's the same way with, like, candy. Like, candy really isn't that good, but once you, like, open up a bag... You can't stop eating it. Yeah, I know. Even after you start to feel, like, sick. Like those little that, like, sugary, like, orange slices. Yeah, like the burn in the back of your throat. You're like, God, I was just really stop eating this orange slice. And you just keep going. That's what fans love to like. Mm -hmm. Just like candy. And they make you fat, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. Fat makes you like fans. Sure, why not? Either way. Oh, who knows? I don't know. Do you want to talk about Psychonauts? Did you beat it? Yeah. Did you read my post on the internet? No, obviously. <laughs> You're not getting that game back for a while. Why? Because Callan hasn't beaten this. He's all slow. Oh, man. <laughs> she can't do the part with the French thing. I have to, like, hold her hand. It's funny. It took me a while to figure out that you have to pop the corks to get the... Uh... Dude, that's like the first thing I did. Really? It just seems so natural. Maybe I'm the only smart person among all my friends. I'm Whatever, sorry, I collected Joel. all the figments first. And I was like, man, there's nothing else to do right here. And then I popped a cork. There you go. But, uh, it's fun watching, watching her play, because I do this just to piss her off. When she asks me for help, instead of telling her what to do, I'm like, what can you still do? <laughs> like, I'm talking to a three-year-old, and it makes her so mad. She's like, just tell me! And I'm like, what items are in your inventory? But anyway, I like Psychonauts. It's a really good game. 
I highly recommend it. Not like those. The three D platformer is no friend of mine. Yeah, for real. But this is this is really a game that I think holds on to the tradition of past platformers. Mm-hmm. Like this is sort of the same quality as Earthworm Jim in terms of production value and presentation. Where yeah. it's really it's really visually That's interesting. Aesthetics. Yeah. It's re- it's a great game. The game itself around. makes you want to keep playing it. Not Definitely. even necessarily the gameplay, which is also pretty fun. The gameplay is only all right. Some well, of the bosses were a little awkward, but I think a good amount of the bosses were. The bosses definitely were the hot, weren't the highlight. But I think what makes you want to keep playing the game is that the settings keep changing, and they're so, all really cool. Yeah, there's always a fresh slant on the gameplay that you have to figure out. Like in the Waterloo world, you're playing basically a strategy game, like a game of risk. Yeah. And you have to help the guy win. And in the painting world, you have to fight all these luchadors. Because you're Mexico, I guess. Did you collect all the roses? Did something different happen if you did that? What? I only collected one. If you hung the rose paintings on different walls, it would turn into a rose and you yeah, would get it. but what do those do? I don't know. Yeah. I was wondering if I didn't know. figure it out either. Okay. And another great thing is it doesn't really require you to collect all the little gigaws and knickknacks. Yeah. There's still plenty of that around, but really, you'll get enough going through the game to progress you to where you need to be, and everything past that is just convenience. So and it's not really convenient, because some of the abilities you don't really need, like like Wrecking Ball for yeah. levitation. Like that's Well, you really okay only skill. need the first three that give you actual powers, and yeah. then it's cool if you get the one that upgrades your laser, but it's not necessary. I don't know. Having the three ricochet is pretty hot. Like, yeah. I found myself... That made the game a lot easier, especially when you get to the asylum and you're fighting the rats that make you yeah. confused. If I had to shoot all of them, that would have been that a huge pain, pain in the butt. Um, it's and it's just such a charming game. I really, it's the first game in a while that I've actually wanted to play to see the story. Mm-hmm. Unlike stuff like Steambot Chronicles, where there's really okay. Well, I have to think of a game where there's a crappy story but good gameplay. Isn't that most games? I think that uh, developers who put the effort in to have a good story are often conscientious enough to produce a good game, too. Like, I feel like it's really yeah. hard. I it's mean, I it's say, rare to play a game that has a good story, but you could a say bad gameplay. Prince of Persia 2 had a bad story. Yeah, but Prince of Persia 2 had bad gameplay, too. It did? Yeah, it sucked. Oh, I thought it just mirrored the first one. That was no, it was too. like... There was so little platforming in it, like the fun platforming, running around on walls and stuff. Yeah. It was mostly just combat, and the combat wasn't good. Oh. And it had a horrible story on top of that. Never mind that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I can't think of a single game that had a good story but bad gameplay. But there are a lot of games out there that have bad stories but good gameplay. It's true. I guess Zone of the Enders 1 had okay gameplay and an atrociously bad story. But then they fixed it and made Zone of the Enders 2, which made everything good. Yep. Uh, Parasite Eve 1 didn't have super great gameplay and had an okay story. Parasite Eve 2, though, was a lot better. Parasite Eve 2 had a great gameplay. But, you know, that game didn't really have a great story until the very end. But number 9 was so awesome that it was like, <laughs> we don't even need a story. We got this crazy guy in a military suit with a flaming machete. And no pictures of him on the internet. Remember how hard we looked for pictures I of number 9? I actually just took the picture from the instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, like, how can there not be more fan art of this guy? He's like a monkey, but he's a person. And he goes, <laughs> and that's the only sound file in the game. There's no speech except for his laugh. And that one guy saying freeze. In the very beginning of the game... <laughs> 
You're like, oh, sweet. This was back when video games didn't really have speech in them. Yeah. So you were like, oh my god, this this video game, it people talks. talks to you. But then no, <laughs> not like Star Fox. You're like, yeah. I don't even know what there is to say about Psychonauts. When you play a good game, you don't know what to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Play, when well, you play a really bad game, there's tons of things to complain. But yeah, well, I mean, that's really. I think it. Psychonauts is consistently entertaining. It's really consistently entertaining. Mm. I, no one, I think, could be disappointed with playing it. And if you are disappointed or bored, it's probably because you're retarded. It's just a gen. It's got general appeal. It's not like you have to be a fan of games to play Psychonauts. I think anybody could pick it up and be entertained. And I think. Tim Schafer needs to make more games. For real. Although, I don't want to, like... You know how sometimes people start to produce a whole lot of games and it just wears them out and their creativity goes down the yeah. tubes? I'm cool to wait and see what else he comes out with next because I feel like the longer the gap, the bigger the payoff because he's... In general, I'm cool about waiting for games, but sometimes they just take it too long. Like, the next Resident Evil is supposed to come out when it's ready. Oh, yeah. And that is killing me. Because I think anything more than about two years development cycle for a game like that, where they're basically using pre-existing engine and stuff, is just excessive. Well, yeah, especially when you really have mastered what you need. Because you could produce another game, just different environment. Like, if you took Resident Evil 4 and put it in different environments with slightly tweaked monsters, people would still be really entertained That's by what it. they did with Resident Evil, like, 1 through 3. <laughs> yeah! And, I mean, you can get away with that at least once. So just... But, Throw I'm the same, man. With your point, I mean, they took a year to make Silent Hill 4, and that didn't show out too great. Well, it's not, I think Silent Hill was running out of steam by the time it got to 4. Well, they're making 5, and they're taking two-some years to make 5. So I'll, I'll have faith. If 5 is bad, I'll call it quits. No, I won't. Yeah, right. You'll <laughs> but, be fine. But I'll still complain you about still 5 You still buy all the bad. Resident Evils, even after Resident Evil 0. Resident Evil Zero was somewhat playable. <laughs> it's like this is what happened to Beta Team. There are there are worse Resident Evil games than Resident Evil Zero. Survivor. Gun Survivor, yeah. Oh, don't. How about that? How about uh, Gun Survivor Four? It's got a terrible taste in my mouth. Ugh. Whatever. We could just end it there. Twenty-seven minutes isn't bad at all. Yeah, I guess that's reasonable. This is a crappy short podcast about crap. Bloop, 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 bloop. But. Thanks to Anime World Order's valiant efforts, mostly on the part, I guess, of that Clarissa lady who actually talked about Airmaster, there's a whole bunch of people seeding it on the internet. One of which is me. So if you want to download it, well, for now. Okay. Probably for the next couple hours until I'm like, (laughs) wow, this is killing my upload speed, considering I only get about 9K with our crap cable modem. But as long as I don't have to do any work on the internet... I'm fine to leave it up and let other people download the joy of this show that is supposed to get really good after episode 16, but it's like kind of mediocre now. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. uh, I'm not one of these people that would be talking about a show where, oh, it gets great after episode 13, so you got to watch it. It's it's imperative that you watch this show and you just got to slog through the first 12 episodes, which are just utter trash. And it's worth it. It's totally worth it. I can't think of a specific show like that because they don't I can't think of it. Yeah. If a show is crappy for the first 13 episodes... Probably not going to get better. Yeah. And if you think it gets better, you're just wrong. You're probably just getting the Stockholm Syndrome on just because you have to... 
It's not so bad. Reconcile this with your mind that it's you're like, still sitting there watching this awful show. It's like when uh, drugs start to destroy your life and you start justifying it, you know? Mm. It's like, well, the drugs make me feel good, so I like them, you know? The first, you know, time you become a prostitute for crack, it's terrible. But, you know, after the 13th time, it gets good. It's not so bad. Yeah, you really don't feel that bad about it anymore. <laughs> I think Air Master has potential. One thing I do like is that they have the whole... The little girl that's in high school thing. And I, they purposely make her uncute. Really? Yeah. She's an ugly little rock. And I am very grateful for that because it's not the whole thing with Nadesco and Rory yeah. where everyone's like, oh, she's so sexy even though she's 10. And I'm sorry, but a whole bunch of sarcasm isn't sexy. Unless you're me. In which case, it's your bread and butter. And that's what gets the late. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So anyway, I'm the type of person who would be willing to sit through a mediocre show that involved karate kicking giant red-headed women with short hair in the hopes that it would get good when it's okay to watch in the beginning, but maybe you're not. I would still say give it a shot because it has the best opening sequence ever, even though there's like asteroids crashing into each other. When she's kicking people, I'm like, damn, why aren't the real fights need to be this fast. <laughs> I love it when uh, punches and kicks arrive with the concussion of celestial events. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. It's like, <laughs> this is symbolizing the struggle in her soul for, I don't know, her mommy never loved her and that's why she gets in street fights. The end! Sound of my voice. <laughs> There's a stinger for you. 